Section 24 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. A Failure of Initiative. Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to Investigate the Preparation for and Response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. Communications, Part 1 The sheer force of Hurricane Katrina disabled many of the communication systems that state and local authorities and first responders rely upon to communicate with each other and with FEMA. This was not an issue of interoperability, but of basic operability, resulting from wind, flooding, loss of power, and other damage to infrastructure. Michael Chertoff, Secretary, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Select Committee Hearing, October 19, 2005. Massive communications damage and a failure to adequately plan for alternatives impaired response efforts, command and control, and situational awareness. Summary Massive inoperability failed, destroyed, or incompatible communication systems was the biggest communications problem in the response to Katrina. It was predicted and planned for by some, while others experienced problems with their operations or were caught relatively unprepared. The loss of power and the failure of multiple levels of government to take the initiative to adequately prepare for its effect on communications hindered the response effort by compromising situational awareness and command and control operations, particularly in New Orleans and along the Mississippi Gulf Coast. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, could have prepositioned mobile communications in New Orleans, but did not, because it believed that it should first be asked to do so by local authorities. In turn, poor situational awareness and its resulting effect on command and control contributed to the negative effects of inaccurate or unsubstantiated media reports, because public officials lacked the facts to address what the media reported. To deal with the loss of power, some state and local governments had redundant communications and other means to communicate, such as satellite phones, which were invaluable but they also experienced certain problems due to technical difficulties, high winds, and exceptionally high demand that at times overtaxed their capacity. Where communications were operable, or soon were restored, long-debated and unresolved issues of interoperability among federal, state, and local communication systems complicated the efforts of first responders and government officials to work together in managing the response to Katrina. In recent years, local and state governments in each of the affected states have received several million dollars in federal funding to address communication interoperability issues. Despite claims of an austere fiscal environment at each level of government, internal debate parochial interests, and a general lack of prioritization and coordination between affected jurisdictions regarding the formation and implementation of interoperable communications policies and plans 
severely hindered the rescue, response, and recovery efforts at all levels of government. Finding. Massive inoperability had the biggest effect on communications, limiting command and control, situational awareness, and federal, state, and local officials' ability to address unsubstantiated and inaccurate media reports. Massive inoperability was the biggest communications problem in response to Katrina. By all accounts, destruction to regional communications companies' facilities and the power systems on which they depend was extraordinary. For example, more than three million customer telephone lines were knocked down in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. As of September 28, 2005, over 260,000 customer lines remained out of service, including 238,000 in Louisiana and 22,000 in Mississippi. The entire communications infrastructure on the Mississippi Gulf Coast was destroyed. Significant damage was inflicted both on the wire line switching centers that route calls and on the lines used to connect buildings and customers to the network. Thirty-eight 911 call centers went down. Thirty days after landfall, two call centers in Louisiana remained out of service. Two telephone company switches in New Orleans, responsible for routing 911 calls for the surrounding parishes, were knocked out by flooding, resulting in one of the most significant losses of capacity in and around New Orleans. Local wireless networks also sustained considerable damage, with up to 2,000 cell sites out of service. A month after landfall, approximately 820 cell sites remained out of service, the majority within New Orleans or other areas of Louisiana. Over 20 million telephone calls did not go through the day after the hurricane. 37 of 41 broadcast radio stations in New Orleans and surrounding areas were knocked off the air. Two AM and two FM stations continued to broadcast. After surviving Hurricane Katrina's initial blow, the radio communications system for the New Orleans police and fire departments dissolved, as its radio towers lost their backup power generators in the ensuing flood. The New Orleans Police Department's communications system failed, and was inoperative for three days following the hurricane. At one point, hundreds of New Orleans first responders were trying to communicate on only two radio channels on a backup system, forcing them to wait for an opening in the communications traffic to transmit or receive critical information. The New Orleans Police Department headquarters and six of the eight police district buildings were out of commission due to flooding, limiting or precluding their ability to establish command and control by performing basic law enforcement functions because their communications were destroyed. The Louisiana State Police reported the devastation caused by the storm severely hampered the ability of emergency responders operating on the state system to communicate with other emergency services personnel. The state police currently operate a statewide analog wireless communications system, originally installed for voice communications and last upgraded in 1996. It is used by about 70 agencies, with a total of over 10,000 subscribers. Its infrastructure consists of 46 tower sites and 28 dispatch consoles. 
In a report issued September 7, 2005, the state police reported, in addition to the effect it had on the state system, storm damage to communication systems the local governments maintained was severe and debilitating, further restricting communications between emergency responders. The equipment at its 46 towers depends on electricity, and when that was lost, keeping them running was nearly impossible once it became necessary to refuel the generators operating them, because debris and floodwaters hampered their refueling efforts. Mississippi experienced problems similar to the other affected Gulf states. Most of its state and first responder communications capabilities were inoperable during and in the immediate aftermath of the storm, forcing the various responders to rely on satellite phones and radios, which experienced their own problems due to wind damage and interference. According to Mississippi Emergency Management Agency, MEMA Director Robert Latham, the entire communications infrastructure of the state's Gulf Coast was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. Systems elsewhere across the state were inoperable, and those systems that were working were overloaded, resulting in delays processing local government's requests for assistance. As a result, often the only communications capability present in Mississippi, for both MEMA as well as the affected counties, was through satellite phones and radios, which operate by connecting to satellites rather than routing calls through landline or cellular towers. FEMA, for its part, deployed a Mobile Emergency Response Support Detachment, MERS, to the State Emergency Operations Center, EOC, in Jackson, Mississippi, to provide satellite communication systems for its operations in the Gulf Coast counties. However, despite the presence of MERS and handheld satellite phones in all of the affected counties' EOCs, the Federal Coordinating Officer for Mississippi, Bill Carwile, testified that communications capabilities were far short of what they needed to be effective. The majority of site problems were due to lack of power. Some sites had T1 high-speed data telephone landline problems, but the design of the system generally allows access to more than one site in the area, so the radio telephone calls were routed from the secondary tower site. This created some delays in accessing the system, but was not a critical factor. Cellular telephone service was generally available throughout Alabama's affected areas, but several tower sites were overloaded or not fully operational after Katrina made landfall. This was not a major problem because the Alabama Emergency Management Agency, AEMA, does not consider cellular telephone service a primary source of communications during emergency response. Instead, AEMA has a cache of pre-programmed Southern LINC radios that are activated during disasters, programmed with specific groups for users, such as mutual aid, logistics, emergency management assistance compact, staging, etc., and have telephone capability. There were approximately 115 LINC portable units activated and delivered for use in the field for this disaster. The importance of power, fuel, and communications to disaster response and situational awareness. The near-total failure of regional communications degraded situational awareness 
and exacerbated problems with agency coordination, command and control, logistics, and search-and-rescue operations. Reliable communications are critical to the preparation for and response to a catastrophic event, because of the effect they have on establishing command and control and maintaining situational awareness. Without functioning communication systems, first responders and government officials cannot establish meaningful command and control, nor can they develop the situational awareness necessary to know how and where to direct their response and recovery efforts. Similarly, without the ability to call for help, citizens cannot seek emergency assistance, alert responders or others to their whereabouts and needs, or receive updates or instructions from officials. Katrina interoperability problems were masked, to some degree, by the larger and more serious breakdown of operability resulting from the destruction of facilities or power outages. Restoring phone service requires more than waiting for the floodwaters to recede in restoring power. While many cables may be salvageable, the electronics that pass the signals across those lines will need to be replaced. As noted by Jim Geraci of Verizon Wireless, it is essentially analogous to putting a PC in your bathtub. It's not going to work once it dries. In Louisiana, the winds and flooding degraded the quality of available communications, reducing most communications to the limited number of available satellite phones. Additionally, the communications infrastructure that remained intact was soon overwhelmed by the heavy communications traffic during the response. FEMA officials reported there were no status reports coming into the EOC Monday. Deputy Federal Coordinating Officer Scott Wells stated that if the Coast Guard was doing flyovers of New Orleans, those reports did not get to the EOC on Monday. Additionally, failed communications affected responders' ability to share information up and down the chain of command. According to Louisiana officials, two or three days after the storm, state police were running into division commanders in the New Orleans Police Department, who reported that they had not talked to anyone above their rank since the storm. The Alabama communications infrastructure fared better than in Mississippi and Louisiana. The AEMA has various communications capabilities, with redundant backups, to ensure it maintains a high level of connectivity throughout the state. The EOC had equipment and trained personnel to communicate over all types of communications networks, including satellite, 800 MHz digital phone service, amateur radio, and others. AEMA staff viewed communication systems and capabilities during Katrina as strengths, although the goal of true interoperability within and among county emergency response and law enforcement agencies remain elusive to this day. The state has little ability to mandate what types of communications technology each county procures. AEMA makes recommendations but with so many different counties, all with communications equipments in various stages of their life cycle, the EOC must be able to process all types of communications. The AEMA integrates these systems with various bridging technologies. Several attempts have been made in the past to build a statewide, state-owned system, but lack of funding has prevented construction of this system. 
nevertheless state and county emergency management officials concluded their communications capacity functioned reasonably well during their response to hurricane katrina power is the most dominant factor for any telecommunications system and hurricanes virtually always knock out the power even if only for a short period of time very often these power outages can last for several days or more following powerful storms for hurricane katrina the department of homeland security dhs was aware the power outages caused by the storm could go on for weeks after the storm possibly longer on august twenty eighth the dhs national infrastructure simulation and analysis center issued and provided to the white house among others a fast analysis report predicting the storm's likely impact on the gulf coast area based on conditions as of august twenty seventh when katrina was still a category five storm in the report dhs made a number of predictions about the storm's impact on power supplies including electric power loss is likely to affect over two point six million customers restoring power could take more than two weeks for most of the affected areas excluding new orleans and the coastal areas and may be hampered by flooding or other obstacles the new orleans region could have power outages lasting sixteen weeks if excessive flooding occurs disabling existing pumping stations up to ten weeks and entailing power repairs that may take up to six weeks to complete as predicted the affected states all suffered severe damage to their power and communications infrastructures during hurricane katrina the city of new orleans lost two primary tower sites and had to evacuate the police and fire communication centers because of flooding associated with the loss of the communication centers was the loss of all 911 capabilities and the federally funded new orleans maritime interoperable committee's interoperable bridging capability colonel terry ebert the homeland security director for new orleans testified over two thousand police fire and emergency medical services personnel were forced to communicate in a single channel mode between radios utilizing only three mutual aid frequencies the government's ability to communicate depends upon the viability of the commercial network's infrastructure ninety percent of communications assets are privately owned and operated verizon wireless serves the gulf coast with two major switching stations in baton rouge and covington louisiana these serve as the links between cell phone antennae scattered throughout the region and the rest of the global network while the stations themselves remained operational during and after landfall the covington facility lost connectivity with the cell towers due to two breaks in the connecting fiber-optic ring run by Bell South. Normally, a fiber-optic link provides redundancy. If one link is cut, information can still travel along the other route. Katrina, however, knocked out both sources because of physical damage to the fiber-optic cable. In one case, the fiber-optic cable that transported calls and Internet traffic to and from New Orleans and ran along the lake pontchartrain causeway was severed additionally at least twenty cell towers went down due to either power loss or flooding 
Verizon Wireless installed backup generators at many of the towers, but not at all, reportedly due to local zoning restrictions. Refueling remote generators also proved difficult, if not impossible. Verizon Wireless reported a number of its generators were stolen. One of Nextel's fuel trucks was stopped at gunpoint and its fuel taken for other purposes, while en route to refuel cell tower generators, and the Mississippi State Police redirected a fuel truck carrying fuel designated for a cell tower generator to fuel generators at Gulfport Memorial Hospital. Other power and telecommunications companies reported similar problems due to exhausted fuel supplies, disruption of natural gas supply lines, or refueling difficulties due to flooding or security concerns. Bell South reported that on September 1st, 112 of its central offices were running on emergency generators, an additional 17 were completely down, and an additional 32 had no connectivity to the backbone network. These central offices served as 911 tandems, and when they went down, they created outages of 911 service in as many as 13 Louisiana parishes. In Gulfport, Mississippi, company officers at Alabama Power and Southern Nuclear's Watson Electric Generating Plant watched as a 30-foot storm surge rose 20 feet within the plant and flooded the 50-kilowatt backup generator that normally would have started when the power failed. The nerve center for the region's power company had no backup power to supply the community. The loss of power a common and altogether expected result of a hurricane, need not mean an affected area has no communications capability until the utility companies are able to restore normal electricity service. A well-planned and robust emergency communication system should be sustainable at reasonable levels of operation even after electrical power is lost. Resources to sustain operations include backup generators and fuel, redundant systems, self-healing networks, access to multiple technologies, common radio frequencies for wireless communications, sufficient spectrum bandwidth to support communications needs, and the proper equipment and infrastructure to make it all work. Regular landline telephone connections can function after local power is lost if central switches maintain power and lines are not damaged. Telephone switches can usually operate until their backup generators run out of fuel or are knocked out by flooding. Similarly, cell towers carrying commercial phone service and public safety radio communications can continue to function with backup power, usually batteries. End of section 24